Yo, hello. Welcome to this episode of Unloaded. I think it's episode seven. I'd like to welcome all the way from Miami, John Barkley. Hello, Tom. Is back? Is that marriage? Or... No, just work. Working away. Busy schedule. Yeah. Well, for the viewers that are listening to this, it looks absolutely lovely. I love the, the backdrop. You're lying on your bed, just chilling out. Sure. It's a busy time. Stevie, how are you? You're back in the office. I'm, I'm back in the office. Uh, good weekend. Seen a lot of John. Seen a lot of John. We were working together yeah. Friday night. Well, 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 Shanks, we were supposed to work together on Friday night, but somebody arrived a little bit late. Yeah, well, look. At least, we, at least I arrived, eh? We've got, we've got a lot to talk about, right? But first, we must welcome head Connaught coach Pete Wilkins to the podcast. Pete, great to have you on. How are you doing? How are the feelings after the weekend? I'm good, thanks, Shanks. No, thank you for having me on. Um, look, we're through the disappointment. You have to be, don't you? It was um, you know, a big blow for us to lose the game on, on, the, on the last play. Uh, but you've got to process it, you've got to review it, and um, we've got to get our excitement up. We've got Bordeaux on Friday night, so there's, there's no time for moping. We, we've got to get ready to go again. On a personal note, Pete, how's it been for you, changing roles, head coach now? Um, how's the transition? Has it been tough? Has it been easy? Look, I, th I think having such a long preseason really helped us. I know all the you know different URC clubs attack the preseason a different way. We we started fairly early, ended up with about fifteen weeks worth of work with with a couple of breaks in there. So that was good for me, just just to find a rhythm of head coaching and and bed in you know three new coaching staff and and find our way of doing things. So look, I don't think anyone would say it's easy, but um, but it is a big change. And uh, you know, although I had a, a fair input into the rugby over the last couple of years under under Andy Friend. It is a big change when you're responsible for everything. So I'm enjoying it. It's um, it's full on, but um, you know some early wins helped us, and, and we can hopefully build on that now. Talking about full on, Steve's got a question. <laughs> Pete, I'm just going to talk to you briefly about um, former player John Muldoon, also former player Scott Farley from the Lancer setup. Um, what are those guys brought to the party? Um, obviously, you said long preseason, so I'm sure they had a bit, bit of time to settle in. Yeah, look, they're both you know legends of the game in their own rights. I think to, to have blokes with that track record as players and, and the respect that comes with that, you know, not just for what they achieved as players, but but the leadership that they demonstrated in that is massive, and it's it's a key part of me sort of trying to build a, a really well balanced coaching group. Mole obviously knows Connacht inside out. He's, he's been here, man and boy, and. You know, again, in terms of putting together a pretty new coaching team, it's important for me to have that conicness there. It, it's my seventh year, but, you know, I'm, I'm not from around here. So I think to have that input from Mole is crucial. Um, Fars, as you said, you know, did great things for Leinster, obviously legend of the Brumbies in Australia before that. And um, he's just got presence. I know we use that that phrase sort of probably too often around the game, but, um, you know, what he sees is generally right on the rugby field. And, and when he talks, people listen. And that's a massive thing for me to have in the coaching group and, and help with that messaging, uh, you know, albeit in a different style to, to what I might do or what the other guys in the group bring as well. Pete, um, just looking back to last weekend, you must have thought you had that one wrapped up uh, with a minute and a half to play. I see the wry smile on your face. Uh, what would you have done different? I know there was a couple of tight calls at scrum, and at line-out in particular, that last uh, line-out, uh, I won't ask you too much. We, we thought it was a pretty harsh call. What would you have done differently if you had your time again? And what would the players have done differently? Because I'm sure that's some of the biggest learnings for you. Yeah, it's, it's a great question, John. I think, um, you know, you, 
we had those scrums around about the 78th minute mark on halfway and you know a couple of resets and, you, and you're looking at those and, and could we have done things differently um you know ultimately we ended up with having to defend the last set to to keep the keep the lead and we weren't able to do it and i think when we broke down that there, there was there was heaps of energy there was heaps of work rate there was heaps of intent but um you know i think there was probably too many guys trying to problem solve rather than just just trusting the system that worked so well i think when you see obviously leinster get that big bend off first phase from the scrum they go back to the far sideline as they do and the amount of conic bodies that sort of honeypot towards that ruck on the far side that then obviously leaves a short and you know, someone like Kieran Frawley is good enough to identify that space and, and get the ball moved to it. So, as I said, I thought we defended well, you know, for most of the night. And um, an important bit of that was it was our good spacing and putting time in the tackle and giving ourselves a chance to get off the line again. And I think guys were so eager to shut down what they knew would be a huge play from Leinster. Um, we probably just overworked and we lost a bit of shape. So there's a fair bit of review in that. And, um, you know, alongside what else we did for the sort of 79 minutes before that, where could we have been better? Uh, we scored some cracking tries on the counter-attack, but, you know, could we have controlled the ball a bit better in the first couple of phases? There's so much to take from it. And, and I think the key thing, as you guys know, is, is to make sure you focus on what you can control and try and do better the next time. It's horrible, that last try, because your eager and your desire to get to the corner, to corner flag, to try and, to try and shut the player down and then they just step inside and you're just thinking, ah, oh, you know, if I was a little bit slower, you'd, you'd be there to make that tackle. And it is really tough. But there's one player, like we've harped on a little bit about it. Me probably a little bit more, a uh, little bit more is uh, Kyle Ford and how good he's been. Um, he's been superb and, and filling that Bundyaki role excellently, whether it's line breaks defensively, a little bit unlucky, I thought, with the yellow card. But how good can this this boy be? Look, I think the sky's the limit for Fordy. And, and you know, you sometimes reluctant to say that about people because they can get carried away. And, and obviously, he's had a fair bit of media coverage, and rightly so with the start he's had to the season. But he's such a grounded individual and, and, and he works so hard. I, I think, um, you know, I don't think he'll get carried away with it. I, I think he's always been, been a player who's come across as doing the basics really well as a youngster coming through the academy. Um, you know, he, he's calm in defence. He moves well, get, gets out the back for that sort of second go to to defend two lines of attack. He, he's got a good skill set, long left foot kick. Um, he's a brave tackler. So there's lots of things to like about him. And, I, and what I'm really excited by is, you know, he started to add line breaks and defenders beaten to his game in this first part of the season and, um, you know, started to take people on and, and really back himself. So I just see him as someone that, that as he gets more game time and, um, you know, he'll flourish and, and get the chance to, you know, to train with and play with someone like Bundy as well. He'll pick up a lot from him, you know, hopefully over these last couple of weeks and, and obviously the months to come. So it'll be really exciting tracking his development. And, uh, you know, I, I love that he's nailed down that spot at 12. But, you know, we've got a pretty decent 12 who's coming back into the side um, or certainly available available this week. And, uh, you know, it's a neat problem to have to try and work out how, how we get Fordy and, and Bundy into the same team. But But we'll have a look at it. Pete, tell me, you're heading into Europe this week. Do you know your best 15, best 23 players? Because there's been a lot of rotation over the first seven weeks, like we've seen with, I suppose, a lot of the Irish provinces. Do you do you have it in the back of your mind, you know, for the biggest game of the season, who your starting 15, 23 would be? I'm getting close to it, Stevie. I, I don't think I'm there totally, and I think I say that I say that openly because I, I think it's credit to the players. I think we've got more competition for places and probably greater depth in certain positions than we've had certainly in my seven years here, which is really exciting. So, 
no, we're getting close to it. And, and I think um, I think the neat thing is we've got the ability maybe to mix and match depending on different opposition and different game plans. I think, you know, the way we approached our game against Ospreys compared to Glasgow just in rounds one and two was really different in terms of kick strategy and, and where we were going to try and use the ball. So I like that we've got options there. Um, I think across these 11 games, and as you said, most of the Irish provinces have shared the load a little bit knowing that there's this big 11-game block. But, but you get to Europe and I think you're starting to narrow it down. Um, starting to probably look at the last performance more so than um, you know the weeks before that, and, and guys will be there on merit. So the team we put out for the Bordeaux encounter will be be close to it, but um, you know it's up to guys then to to take the opportunity and make sure we stick with it. it it'll be really exciting just, to see. Just don't bring the best twenty three to Belfast on the twenty second of December. That would be uh, appreciated. We'll see how we go. Rubbish anyway. We're there for taken. We're there for the taken. <laughs> Bring the academy, lads, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Pete, I was going to ask, and it's something we love watching kind of play. You've got such a clear game style, uh, DNA, call out what you want. And I think I read somewhere, uh, Sia Khaleesi said, uh, you know, if plan A, it's South Africa, they're probably the same. If plan A doesn't work, they just do plan A better. Do you have any sort of slightly different approach going into Europe or is it very much... That's the Connor way. Because when I look back to you know that 2016 when they won the league, and everyone said, and I was one of them saying, they're going to have they can't keep playing like this. You know, keep throwing mm -hmm. the ball around. And you guys think I don't know what the minutes and play would be. So I certainly know you're playing the most or with the most with the most passes in the league. Is that going to remain the game plan and intention for the whole season if you can? Look, I think it has to to an extent, and there's a couple of reasons for that. I looked at you know how we fared last season. We made the semi-final last season, but. You know, we kicked the most metres in the competition. I think we had the, the second best tackle success and, and probably not a lot else statistically that, that we stood out for. So that was effective last year because it, it kept us in the fight and, and I guess got us into every fight. And, and on the back of that, we made the semi-final. But it's not really the type of rugby that excites me. And it, as you said, it's not the type of rugby that's brought success to Connacht historically either. So we've set out to play with a bit more possession this year. We want to pass more. We want to use the ball more and, and be a bit a bit ambitious. So it's partly trying to stay true to, to, to what served Connick well. It's partly as well what suits our group, I think. And, um, you know, for us to beat supposedly bigger teams and, and go into competitions like the Champions Cup again, you know, I don't think we can do it by playing the same way as everyone else. We've got to find a point of difference. So whether that's running the ball a bit more, whether that's trying to be a little bit more creative first phase, second phase, or, or just getting our forwards passing more, all those all those little bits that make up our game at the moment. Um, I think it's going to be crucial for us to keep winning and keep winning against teams that might have more resources or might have more internationals. Um, you know, that's part of our point of difference. And if it excites people, if it, if it you know, if it's true to to the spirit of the people of Connacht, I know that might sound a little bit a little bit cheesy, but but that's something we've got to take into account as well. That People come and watch us and they stand in that clan terrace and everywhere else in the driving wind and rain, no matter what. And, um, you know, we, we want to do something that gets them excited and I suppose rewards them for, for their loyalty as well. So it's part of the whole package and, and I think it's really important for us to, to uphold. I think it's been a positive start to the season for you guys at Connacht. But if you had to rate it, Pete, out of 10, these first block of games, what would you give it? Um, if you'd asked me before uh, before the Leinster game, I would have said a seven. And, um, mm. you know, I would have loved to get a, a bonus point away at Bulls. Obviously, I would have loved to, to beat the Bulls. But with the way that game went at Loftus, if we could have got that fourth try and come back from Africa with five points, it would have felt like we were on track with, with some good challenges to come. Um, the Leinster game was a little bit deflating. But, but I think what it did show is that we can cause any team problems. 
And um, so, look, somewhere between a you know a six or six and a half at the moment, but um, but really excited by the growth to come. And I think last year the great lesson for us after a bit of a, a bit of a tricky start was that we just get be- getting better across the year. And um, yeah, if we can do that again this season, I think we'll be in a, in a really good spot by the end of it. Well, plan A for you obviously is um, head coach at Connor. If you need a plan B, you can always work with us because head of production Gavin Muldoon here absolutely loves you. It's actually a little bit weird. <laughs> so yeah, you've, always, you've always got that to look forward to. Um, Pete, good luck. <clears throat> In the European Challenge. I hope you keep playing the same way you do. It's been really great to watch. And thanks for coming on the show. No, I appreciate Cheers, it. Pete. Thanks, Cheers, lads. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Wow. What a great guy. Speaks, yeah. Speaks very well. Very, could, very have well. Got, could have gone longer, but we just needed to get into the life of John Barkley, really. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> people can't see, but you're looking a bit peaky. Your hair's a little bit flat. There's normally a bit of volume to it. Um, just be in the been, gym, lads. Be in the there's gym. Been, there's been a couple of... Yeah, of course you have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, what machine? Uh, yeah. Vending machine. That's what. Um, yeah. What happened to you on Friday first? Uh, because you meant to fly out to Dublin, but you left the airport and then your plane took off. Yeah, I got to the airport, went to my gate, and then um, they changed the gate without telling us. There was about 20 people who sat at the same gate, and then they boarded the earlier flight, which was three hours delayed. So I went to get on that one, and then they said, your your plane's already gone, sir. So I went home for a couple of hours, and then I came back. <laughs> Bit of a stinker. Um, also, you've been caught eating on air. Yeah, that was... I what don't know were you eating? Uh, boot, is it boo jump, Steve, is that what I had? Yeah. It's a, it's a bougie Mexican oh. uh, fast food chain in Belfast or across yeah, Ireland. Was that, Ireland, was that camera time. put in there just for you? Just That's what I asked. It was a hell of a stitch up. I was like, <laughs> and Stevie tucked me up and I was like, what the hell? But anyway, I wouldn't have to do that, Shanks, if we got given a snack. We were there for eight hours and there was no food. So, um, well, I was in the airport. Obviously, my flight was uh, delayed and it kept on being delayed and delayed. There was, there was an issue at Glasgow. It was cold. Um, and the snow was out, so that had a knock-on effect. Do you want to know what I ate in the airport during that time? Oh, what didn't you eat? That'd be a shorter list, I bet. And no wonder I'm 110 plus kilos. <laughs> I had a this. This is all. This is everything I had. Okay, so I had a um, cheese and ham toasty from a known coffee shop um, that sells cortados and a cortado and an orange juice, and that was enough. So they did this little Christmas. Um, toasted sandwich that has Ooh. turkey and cranberry and nice other stuff in. Yeah, very nice. That was so two sandwiches, toasted sandwiches there. Then I got bored of waiting, so I paid a little bit extra to go into one of the airport lounges. Uh, <laughs> I was I was sick of having photos and chatting to everyone about rugby. So I went into the and then I had a turkey and stuffing roll with pigs and blankets. <laughs> Then I had a, I had a chickpea curry, I had two whole coffees, and I had a diet coke because I'm not an animal. Yeah. And then, uh, then I decided to call it a day and uh, drove home because the flight was taken. McDonald's on the way home. No, we had fish and chips then in the evening. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a cheat day. It was a cheat day. Uh, right. Um, also, I missed out on the kicking competition. Now, you two uh, both yeah. did a kicking cop with Marshy. Now, look, I understand Marshy because he's sort of a third of the size of us. So he's he's going to kick it as third as far, like a third as far. 
Isn't yeah, he? You yeah, can put backspin yeah. on it. So it's naturally, it's, it's tougher for him. It's like giving him a pint of beer. It's really difficult, isn't it, for him to drink? He should have to do a 40 halves. 22, shouldn't he? That, that would be fair. 40 22. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but John, fella, like. First time dressed. as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Um, he thinks you're lying. Smashed it. Your, te- your technique was a lot like NFL, mind. You, like, you properly sliced it and you put loads of spin on it, but it was a beautiful bounce. Thank you. I tried the end over end first and it kept bouncing back, so we changed. No. Changed no. Yeah. We that changed the method. It had to be a spiral and uh, it worked. Steve, what do you have on your feet, mate? Do you have like Clogs. steel toe caps? Um, <laughs> they felt like steel toe caps when I went to kick that ball, I'll tell you that. I, but Shanks. I know, like, I'm genuinely getting really old. Like, when I went to kick that ball, like, my hand-eye coordination is, is, like, completely gone. I was like, I used to, like, play rugby, like, kick a ball around before training and after training and, like, nudge it down the tram lines. And, man, it's gone. It's completely gone. Completely gone. So, um, but, like, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I just don't want to have to participate in any more kicking competitions. Well, if they make us wear boots, that honestly it was my. I decided to do it. Well, I didn't decide to. Do it. I put it forward. I said we should do a kicking comp. It was my idea, basically, and I, I couldn't even do it. So I was absolutely good. Talking about being like unfit, I had to run from platform two to platform eight at Cardiff <laughs> Station the other day. <laughs> I had a minute. I had a minute to get off the train and run. No joke. I had a backpack on and everything. I got I, I got to the platform and the the train was delayed, so I didn't even need to run. I, 10 minute recovery it took me honestly you know like when you do a a fast deck test or a bronco you could taste blood (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i could taste blood in the back of my throat so john it's great to have you from miami um i'm pretty sure it's a works trip because there's no kids there um mate it was horrendous mate i got on the plane right before i got before i got on the plane and my ticket didn't work and then um, I said, what's going on? Is there a problem? I said, yeah, we've got a slight problem. We're going to have to upgrade you to first class for the flight. So <sighs> nightmare. Furious. So it's, got a, it's a level of service, mind, isn't it? Yeah. Canopies, champagne, three course. We had turbot, turbot and lobster bisque on the <laughs> from dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mate, it is ridiculous in that place. You can, no one cares. You just do what you want. Who would you fly with? BA. It was lovely. Oh. Oh, super. Yeah. What movies did you watch, John? Did you watch a bit of anything you new? Know the the, the bed so the bed's so comfortable. I pretty much and it was only like four in the afternoon. I slept for about six hours. But I watched the Equalizer, Equalizer three, Denzel Washington. Okay. That was decent. And I watched the um, I watched the Ricky Hatton documentary, which is pretty sad. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good actually. Pretty watch tragic. the Ronnie O'Sullivan one. That's good. On yeah, um, is it there? One of the about that well. one. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. That one. Right, we are. Um, we're just going off peace now, aren't we? We should. Yeah, we should great. get it back to rugby because that's what no. people are listening for. They listen for rugby. No. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to have to, and we're going to have to start with Munster, Glasgow. Um, you both were you covering the games? Were you there? Yeah, yeah. John and I. John and I were both on that game at the weekend uh, on the Friday night, so uh, it was good. Good catch up. We had more food. We had a Camille. John oh, absolutely good. loved his Camille. Um, and we yeah. watched yeah. Monster, we watched Monster dominate Glasgow for large parts of that game. And I think Graham Roundtree came out afterwards and said that he he wasn't happy particularly with 
the mall defensive monster. And yeah. They have a big game this weekend in the European Cup, and they're going to have to tighten things up. But to score 40 points against a Glasgow side that has been ticking pretty well, John, it, it was impressive enough at times. And like Anton Fresh played really well, Casey played really well, Jack Crowley yet again, another uh, standout game. Um, Thomas Ahern scored a couple of tries. I uh, playing at six, a dog bow again in the second row. So, yeah, if they can get their mall defense sorted out, they're going to be a, a game for anybody. Glasgow poor. Glasgow real poor. And it was one of the, it actually wasn't a great game, despite the scoreline. It was, was it 40 29 or something? But it was 19 nil after, was it 12 minutes? Yeah. Glasgow gave away about eight penalties and just yellow card. Yellow card. Oh, and then had two yellow cards. And they just couldn't. It just couldn't get close, really. It's, it's probably the poorest I've seen them play, and I think a bit of a reality check for them in the season. So it, it wasn't an amazing team they put out, to be fair. I think they've rested a couple of their big guns uh, for Europe, but it's the worst I've seen Glasgow defend, certainly. Um, I think they conceded six or seven tries in the first six games, and then they conceded six in that match alone. So they, they, were, they were really poor. Um, who played well? Two plots who played okay. Darge played okay. Um, but yeah, they, they really struggled, actually. So I think they I think, missed a lot of their back three guys. They missed Cancellieri, missed Josh, uh, Josh McKay, who wasn't playing. They missed him. So Tom, Tom Jordan didn't start it out half either, John. Yeah. They looked like a, a, bit rudder, a bit rudderless in attack, didn't they? Yeah, so yeah, it, was, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't amazing, Shanks, but... Did they get they got a bonus point for, for scoring yeah, four tries, did. and that's about all they deserved. There was a point when they could have come back in and we thought they might get within two, but then I think Munster scored a, a quick tap penalty. Just you know, that summed up the game really. Tap five meters out and they just rumble over in front of you know two big, I think it was Ollie Kevlin and Xander Fagus. It's like, well, just not really the races today. Stevie, do you think it's fair to say Munster are playing a little bit more now? Because oh yeah, they look they look oh, pretty yeah. good. You know, um for one of the tries. Just good hands. The kick off. Break. Straight from yeah. kickoff, yeah. yeah I think, well, well, we had, yeah, you had that off. one, but you also had the one. Yeah. Um, was it who scored two tries? Who was it? Her, Tom, Tom, uh, her, Tom, her. Yeah, for I think yeah. his second one, maybe. His second one across yeah. the line. It was just good play. Yeah. Yeah, I think Stephen Archer, the tight head prop, he took a pass and yep. then it was shoveled, shoveled on a 20 meter pass by. He panicked and threw I it think. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, no. And yeah, yeah, they, they are certainly playing a lot more. If you remember no. back, Shanks, do you remember, um, was it Penny was in charge of Monster when like Paul O'Connell, Donica, O'Callaghan, Ron O'Gar were still playing? Do you remember him? Uh, Penny, the head coach. No. And like he tried to like this wide, expansive game and you know, trying to keep the ball alive, counterattacking a lot more. And Monster were just renowned for being this juggernaut of forward par and, you know, kicking the corners, no gar slotting every point where there was available and getting ahead and, uh, and, and nailing teams down. And he got crucified for trying to do that. Like after, what was it, a year and a half when like the boys just could not adjust, he was out the gate and then there was other people brought in. But I think there's been a really good blend with Graham Rountree and how, the, the way he's went about it. Um, they didn't just change it overnight. They've got the right personnel in there. Joey Carberry hasn't been playing as much. He's been out injured, hasn't been informed. So Crowley's been the guy to orchestrate things at out half. But when you bring in a, an Anton Frisch, who likes to be a bit of a ball player, always, you know, he can step into first rece receiver, made a, another good sign. And what's the 12 that played there at the weekend? The the Kiwi guy? Nice. Uh, 
Nankavel. Nankavel, yeah, yeah. Another really good sign in Nankavel. You've got Calvin Nash, who's playing brilliantly. And then, obviously, Casey. And I might have been a bit of a Casey critic when he first came on the scene. I'm not sure if it was just because he annoyed me a little bit. The way sure. he's too he short. on. You said he was too short, <laughs> so There's no room in but rugby for him. His speed to the breakdown it's and crazy. his quality of pass. His quality of pass is, is unbelievable. <laughs> it's class. And that's contributing to the way Monster Rugby are playing. So, um, you know, hats off to, to, to that. And if they can sure up that uh, mall defence... Shanks, as I said earlier, they're going to be a really, really tough team to beat. Just on Go Casey, on. I think if, if you look at Casey, I think previously he probably looked for himself a lot. And then I think being away with Ireland for the yeah. World Cup, or have look what Jameson Gibson put. It's just speed of service, speed of service, gets the ball away crazy quick, and then space opens up. And that's what Casey looks like. He's been told like just get get that get the ball away, get the ball moving, and then you see him. You see Crowley; they want the ball quickly. They're not hanging around, leaving it at the back mm. of rucks, no matter where they are. So. Yeah, him and Crowley are going real well together. Jameson Gibson putt, he never forces it. Oh, like, so good. The breaks just come, he just delivers the ball. On so a plate good. For people. Yeah, and he's fast as well, yeah. like, properly fast. Um, Ulster, Edinburgh, obviously you boys were there. Very cold. Yeah. Um, Stevie, it's you and good. I both picked Ulster to win the weekend. John, I think you picked mm-hmm. Edinburgh. I picked Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, you saw something we didn't. Jamie Ritchie. Fantastic. Mate, it was good. I think it's the best Edinburgh played. Um, I think Ulster are poor again, and we can we can talk about it, but Glasgow, Edinburgh were brilliant without the ball. Defence was quality. I know that they slipped up with, you know, seven, gave away two tries, but the game was done. They were 17 points clear. So, um, yeah, yeah man, they played really well. I think if you look across the back line, I think Jamie Ritchie was brilliant. Hamish Watson was really good when he came on. The front row was unreal. They destroyed yeah. also scrum. Um, who else? I think they all just it's just low error count. And Ben Healy was class. Like mm. I class. thought he was so I great. Thought, I thought he was more of just a kicking game. And and I think he's probably in the same way that someone like a Casey's learned off Gibson Park. I think he would have learned so much off just training with Finn Russell probably. And the way he holds his feet, the way he changes up his width of his passing, the speed of passing. He just looks like he knows better how to run a game and when to force passes. So. It was just one game, but it's the best I've seen him play. Yeah, it's decision yeah, making's good. It was class. Yeah, um, but didn't see that. Honestly, I didn't. Were you a bit no, surprised, TV with Ulster? Yeah, no, no, really, really surprised. And the reason for that is because the team that played against Edinburgh isn't too far away, in my opinion. If you look at you know best team on paper, it's not too far away from being their best side. You put Rob Herring in at hooker. You change Tom O'Toole maybe with Marty Moore, who was on the bench. Ian Henderson goes back in. And then you're going, geez, that's that's really it. Like it was the full strength backline. Cooney, Burns, McCloskey, Balakoon, uh, James Hume, Stockdale, and Will Addison. And maybe Mikey Larry, but he's going to be out for another few weeks. And Will Addison's been okay. So like they're they're near enough full strength and they just didn't click in the slightest. Like they could easily have been 14 0 up. And if it wasn't for some, like the scramble defense from Edinburgh early on in that game was very good. Goosen and, uh, was, was class and getting back yeah. and covering. And then they turned it over. And then all of a sudden, Healy knocked over three points. And as soon as it went 7 3, it was like Ulster just went into their shells, just kept going back to their mall. And I know it was a good weapon for large parts of the game, but 
it was it was slightly concerning, like because I was expecting a bit of a reaction after them getting beaten by Glasgow away from home. Would be like, right, boys, home. Let's tee ourselves up nicely for an away fixture against Bath. Now everybody's going, oh no, we have to go to Bath. We have to play against Finn Russell. We have to play against Obano. We have to play against Will Stewart. We have to play against you know all these quality players. You're actually, um, you know, <laughs> they're they're in really good form. So, yeah, it's uh, not often does Ulster get beaten at home, but mm. more so not often does Ulster get beaten at home by Edinburgh. And I think John mentioned it in his interview pre-match of 2018. Like, so it's a long time. Um, I, the only positive to come out of it was that they got two points. They scored four tries and came within um, seven to, to scramble two points out of the game. But I, I felt they were very, very lucky to get that. They were they were beaten in just about every part of the game, and the scoreline actually reflected, but so didn't really reflect the game. I just think yeah, Ulster just seemed to struggle to create. Like you know, I, I, we're talking athletes trying to go through the game, and like when did they create real two-on-one opportunities or like you know? A, there was one hard. moment Billy Burns nearly went through, and he was just ankle tap last minute. And just yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you look at other teams, and I think that, like actually, that. if you if I if you've got a McCluskey and a Hume and you know, stock the white, like why? I just, I think they need to be more direct. First, they've got big men who carry the ball well from first, just get them carrying and then start, I think they're trying to get into this, you know, everyone's playing the same kind of game with these pods and they, they get into it yeah. so quickly and they forget to be physical and forget to win the game line. If I was in, I would have McCloskey carrying like hell, Hume mm -hmm. carrying hard, Stockdale carrying hard and then try and find your shape off it. At the moment, they, they're just too lateral, and too, they, they're so, so easy to defend against. Stockdale could have scored, lost the ball. We should have caught that, yeah. Yeah, he probably should have scored. But back to the drawing board for Ulster, maybe, and a very yeah. good win for, for Edinburgh. Cardiff Scarlets. Now, this was a big game, big derby game. Um, Scarlets desperate for a win. We all um, said Cardiff, lads. We yeah, all said we Cardiff. Well, after, after the Stormers, a good performance the week before against the Stormers, you thought momentum was with Cardiff, but... Obviously, red card has a massive factor in the game. 28 minutes, Ellis Jenkins gets red carded for tip tackle on Dan Davis. I'm not sure how long he's going to get banned for. There probably will be a ban, but there are some mitigating factors. He just got up from a, a tackle. Um, Dan Davis does jump into him slightly. It doesn't look good because that, it's a high elbow. He's drilled down on the floor. I think Dan Davis might land on the top of his shoulder rather than his neck and head because these tackle situations are outcome-based, but it didn't look good and that had a massive effect on the game because Cardiff started really strongly. Um, Mason Grady, again, lads, had a really good game. Yeah. I think he's probably been Cardiff's best player for the first block of the game. I was, well. Shanks, I was sent um, a couple of YouTube clips of Mason Grady from a couple of different agents throughout with the world, not just the UK and Ireland. Tell me that this guy Mason Grady is going to be the next the next best thing in Wales. He is going yeah. to be the next. Big he will. Thing. I think. I think you he agree? will. I, yeah. At the moment, yes, I do. And at the moment, they're sort of finding a space for him on the wing because it is easier yeah. to to come through games because you don't have to you don't really have to think as much. You're not a massive part of the attacking game in, in terms of thinking and decision making. You know, you, there are big decisions you make on the wing, but. You can you can sort of find your feet a little bit easier than you would maybe at twelve or thirteen, but he will yeah. be a huge huge star. He reminds me of Duan van der Merwe when he got when he's got the ball. He just he's massive. Dominates the contact. He does, and yeah. he's fast. 
And, he, and he's definitely 100% quick enough for the wing. I think he'll feature for Wales on the wing in the Six Nations coming up. But but he was good. They started, kind of started well. I watched an Alex Cuthbert interview. You maybe watched it as well, Shanks, and he was talking about Mason Grady and talking yeah. about like how ridiculous he, he was in the gym, like how powerful he is, how explosive. Yeah. Um, and he was sort of alluding to exactly what you said there. He, he probably wants to play 13. But at the minute, at the minute, he's he's just being put out there. But he's more than capable. So, yeah, watch out for Mason Grady for the signs of it. Yeah, there's a, there's a young kid as well, Cam Winnett. He may feature in the Six Nations squad as well if we can't if um, we're looking for 15s. I think Lewis Rizamit may be a 15, but he's very good for Cardiff. But what the Scarlets did, they obviously uh, had a man advantage for whatever it is, um, 72 minutes. Uh, no, 52 minutes of that 52. game. Today. But they were good. They realigned really well off kick receipt and got their pod. Um, once they realigned a pod of three, played out the back. Johnny Williams had a very good game. I think it's his second game back. It was quite quiet last week against the Ospreys. It makes a really nice break for Gareth Davis. And then what's been missing was the Steph Ed, um the Steph Evans try down the left hand side. Now this this is what the scars been missing. The set piece was good. The line out delivery was good. They hit Eddie James up who's another one that could be one for the future. He's big. He's like Johnny Williams. He's big. He's strong. They hit him up. Then Morgan Jones hits back on the blind side. And then Eddie Jones, James gets um, himself up again and puts it out the back. They create the overlap. Steph Evans scores. But that's we haven't seen that from the Scarlets because their set piece has been pretty poor. But Fafita carried massive, I thought, for him. Um, Johnny Williams and Eddie James were both good. And... They haven't been that physical, really, throughout this. And they saved it for Cardiff. But, again, they had an extra man. So, it's difficult to look into it too much. Yo. Shanks, if they... Johan Lloyd, Jeng as well. If, Jeng if Jenkins doesn't get red carded, do you think Scarlet's are winning the game? Not sure, mate. Um, I'm not sure. I Probably not. Yeah. I, I don't think they would. Um, it was a close game. It was um, six points in it. I, I don't think they would have. I think that had a huge effect on the game, as it would normally, unless you're the Dragons, yeah. obviously, when you play against 14 and still lose. But um, but it, it did have a, a huge effect. But, yeah, you can only play what's in front of you, Stevie. And they did yeah. well. They did enough to win. It's a huge win for them. Um, I just said, Johan Lloyd there, he was good. Um, he's looking like he possibly could be the Wales number 10. Um at this current stage for Six Nations, unless they go with Callum Sheedy. But got Scarlett's out of a lot of trouble against the Ospreys, looked good on his feet, made a couple of breaks from his own line, um, which is scary sometimes because you can do stupid things. Like what was going on with Ben Healy's drop kick under the post when he went short? It was, it was bizarre. Crazy. I've never it seen... it's <laughs> they just absorbed then 10 minutes of pressure, didn't they? Uh, but I used to play for Cardiff. Obviously, it's difficult when you've got a derby who you want to win. Dwayne Peel's a good mate, and I'm happy for him because he's got to win. I'm also sad for Cardiff. They got a loss. Bulls, Sharks, boys. The yeah. World Cup winners are back. Yeah. Ooh. And yeah. Still poor. Yeah, it didn't make much difference, did it? They were, no. No, no, but for the Bulls. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Because, yeah, yeah. Because they were good. Um, Shane, see when you look through the stats, 
look look through the stats in the game. I've got them here in front of me. Like the Sharks had the majority of the possession in the game, the majority of the territory in the game. They carried the ball more times, more gain line carries. They made more passes, 40 more passes in the game. Um, more rocks won. Like they, they led all the stats, but they scored one try and the Bulls scored six. Well, like the Bulls attack. It's was, not like was really good. Yeah, it was. But I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, how do you concede 40 points when is it just lapses of concentration in defense? Is it not being physical enough? Is it. Well, they've only won one game, credit, credit, so far. Give credit right? to the Bulls. But yeah, they've only won Confidence one. They're sitting, sitting second from bottom, just above, mm. um, just above Dragons. But like, Stedman was ridiculous. Yes, what a player he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Two at, tries. Uh, at thirteen. Um, Moody looked really nice good. Drive. Moody on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Moody on the wing. They got um, mega back line. So, yeah, they got mega. Uh, they've got a mega back row as well. That's crazy. What about Willie Larue? What about Willie Larue? He's been awesome for them since joining. Mm. He's been class. Really, really good. That that first try when I was watching the highlights, the one that got chalked off. You maybe watched it. Um, when the, the, the I think the ball was overthrown at the line out and they went the length and then he chipped it through fast he couldn't get back uh, and they, the try was chalked off but that just shows that the Bulls are uh, as they think they're renowned for just being this powerful just going to run over the top of you which they do have but they seem to be playing a lot more this year they're scoring oh, yeah. a heck of an amount of points as well look at, like, their, look at their wing they got Moody and Aaron said LaRue Creel who's sitting like Big pack, you get give that, that kind of backline ball. Bloody hell, they're going to tear you up. And the altitude yeah. shanks as well. Don't forget that. <laughs> Always plays your mind, doesn't it? Exactly. Uh, the Benetton Ospreys game, lads. Um, another good win for Benetton. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to win the league. Benetton for the, to win they, the league. They won't win the league. They won't no. win the league, but. They were good. They, they Ospreys, are good. Yeah, Ospreys were all right actually. They sent, didn't send over a great side, did they? No, I think they learned a lot from it. They quite a lot of youngsters um, played for them, um, which I think they'll take the positives out of that. It's a tough place to go with a full squad. Let well when you're when you're a Welsh team at the moment, let alone a, a young team that they had. So they did okay. Um, it was there for the winning. It was a bit of a howler from Owen Williams who came on. Dan Edwards who scored. The winning, uh, who scored a great try last week against the Scarlet start at 10. A lot of talk about him at the, in the under-20s last season. Um, he gets his ribs just mangled by Fekatoa in a tackle. Um, he goes off. Owen Williams comes on and they, he ends up kicking to the corner and it's caught on the full. It's kicked back. It bounces and it bounces off. Owen Williams hits his chest, goes into touch, and then that just gives Benton the possession and the territory. And then they end up scoring um and I sort of thought I thought maybe the Ospreys had, had done enough Morgan Morris lads um I think he's going to be in the Welsh yeah. squad they're looking for eights yeah. Faletau's injured at the moment Aaron Wayne well, might a lot of noise about him Shanks at the moment just it seems yeah to be... coming from me well yeah so maybe it's <laughs> yeah. nonsense but other than you people are really talking him up at the minute he's been, he's been, he good, good, he's been good for years yeah why, why, what's changed this year then why is everyone even saying even more so this year just competition in front of him, I think. You know, you've had Falatau and you've had um, Wainwright, but obviously one is injured at the moment and 
he's coming like Falatau, what is he, 33 or 34? So there's not loads of miles left in him. That's that's just a fact, isn't it? So you're gonna have to start looking at the next number eight coming through. And I don't know, maybe it's his height, because he's not the tallest, so he's not really a line out option, but he carries so well, honestly, really well. Like whether it's that wide oh, he carries it's class. He carried yeah. 15 times at the weekend, Shanks. He was leading the stats, I think, in that, the week before. And anytime he gets, anytime he gets the ball, he just he's a he's a heavy bloke. Like he's a, he's a big old unit. Yeah, yeah, he's a big old unit. So um, trying to stop that, but no, I'd be interested to see if he's included in the Welsh squad, Shanks. Yeah, it will be. If he is, he owes you a few quid. You are. I got Jack Carty capped a while ago because I couldn't stop raving on about him. So, Carl Ford, uh, mate. Ford is going to get Carl capped. Ford next, mate. Yeah, he's going to get Ford's... capped. Honestly, I'm making yeah. and breaking careers here. It'll be playing for um, Lions. Lloyd will be starting at 10. I'll just pick the team now and, and it'll be the team in February. Um, so, I suppose we've got Bayerton next week uh, in the Challenge Cup, which is live on Viaplay, which would be a good one. Um, there'll be a different team from. Ospreys, maybe not from Burnton because that was near enough full strength. But lads, just impressed by Burnton. You know, they're a yeah. proper team in this tournament now. You know, yeah. gone on the days where you know just making up numbers. I am impressed with them. Um, Stormers, Zebra, we didn't think much was going to happen here apart from quite a comfortable win from the Stormers. Probably thought they were going to win by a little bit more. But again, South Africans are back. Um, Willem Sir at 12, yeah. loved him. Yeah. Moody yeah, at 10. Class. Yeah, so, no, yeah. play him anyway. Lebok at 10. Yeah. What did I say? Moody. Yeah. Uh, I meant the bomb. Moody. I, yeah. I think I think in years gone by, Shanks, Zebra would have went away to the Stormers and shipped 60 points. Do you know? I think there has been an improvement. It was 12-7 at halftime. And then they conceded a, a, a try shortly after the second half. Um, and... The Stormers dominated them up front. Didn't they get a push over Scrum for their first try? Um, yeah, I think Dion Fury scored it, maybe, I think. Dion Fury yeah. scored it. So, like, I think there can be positives to take away from that, from, from Zebra, considering the team that the Stormers had out. Like, they were fully yeah, loaded amazing. back line, and, uh, and they scored They some needed that, the Stormers, though, didn't they? They needed oh, that. They needed a big they win needed like that. that. They needed that. Yeah, totally different team with uh, the boys back in. So, um, yeah, you you just can't. They they will be hundred percent different now. Where with the staff yeah. boys in, um, yeah, they've got, Sharks, lot of, they've got a lot of catching up to do. They're in, yeah, yeah, they do. They actually, yeah, they've won three. I thought they only won two. They won they won three games now. Yeah, another loss, then they would have been right down the bottom. So, yeah, huge. Yeah, they'll, they'll get better now with all those lads back. They'll they'll tear up sides. The Sharks, Dragons. Um, Dragons started the off sharks. all right. You're right, Shanks. Not the Sharks. I've got the Sharks down here. Yeah, that's another error from Ben. Yeah, ah, ben. guys, I'm, re I'm reading off the, the auto queue here, which is just killing me. <laughs> the Lions that just stitching me up, just stitching people up. <clears throat> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Why have you put a question mark? <laughs> the end of it. Um, <laughs> Ben Egan. Swat out. Um, yeah. Lions, Dragons. Now, Dragons start off well. They did okay. Uh, as you'd imagine, most teams start off well. But what am I going to say, John? What hit them hard? 
Altitude. 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 Got them, mate. Well, they, they look. They look really tired, mate. Because you can see it early on in the game, like twenty minutes. You can see them. Just they can't get to breakdowns. They can't cover back. Red card. It was a red card. Um, Ashton twenty minutes or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Can't brace yourself card. in the air. It was a late charge, and they got a red card. There was two yellows, mind the dragons. Uh, Roger Williams, clear one. Um, tapping the ball down, Bradley Roberts with his yeah. hand gets red card. Bradley Roberts with a, an amazing trip. You know, you, naive. You can't get away with anything these days. It was it was a clear red. But if you've got if you can't beat a team with fourteen men for the majority of the game, then times are tough. And I feel yeah, a bit sorry for him because there's just a clear gap in quality, and there's not much really they can do too much about it. A team like that. The only way they're going to function well is with momentum and confidence. And when you can't get it, I feel for them. I really do, um, because they're yeah. just they're, ju- they're just playing against better better players, better teams. You no, know, I like. Do you know, do you know I think he's underrated? I don't think he's been capped. up. Frankie Horn, the number eight. Yeah, number eight always yeah. plays well, always carries well. Try to remind him because he's not the biggest, but he's fit. He's fast. He's yeah. I mean, there's a mm. 20 guys ahead of him for the spring box, I suppose. But yeah, when you go with that, Van Veek as well is always good. How do you say Van Veek? Van Veek. Van Veek. Yeah. Do you see his pace? Like so, he was sort of cruising, and then he just went again and went round Will yeah. Reed, like he so like he was well. there. But but like Creel scoring the try, mm. just missing like four tackles. Yeah. It's it going to be a long season, Shanks. I think for them. It is. It is. Yeah, and I mean, you can't well, hurt him too much because that's that's where they are. With, with, yeah, with yeah. players, so yeah. hey, listen, so to, as long as they can get the best version of themselves, Dean Richards will be fine with it. That's fine. Dean <laughs> I heard half. I, th- I heard a half the Dragons players thought they were playing at altitude last week as well in Durban. They're walking <laughs> along the beach, and a few of the boys, it's a few of the boys were chatting to each other, and one of them says, "This altitude's killing me." Like I'm, just, I'm absolutely knackered. Like. A true bill. True I heard bill. A true bill. A number of the dragons lads thought as soon as you touched down in South Africa that, that you were playing at altitude. <laughs> we talk about altitude every week, don't we? Easy mistake to make, lads. Easy mistake. To yeah, make. yeah. Um, I think that is it. Is that the roundup of the games? Have I done them all? Yeah. Uh, I, I, just, well I done, cannot Jax. trust. I cannot trust. It's only taken you forty-six me. minutes. Well, we did 10 minutes on John Barkley, lateness, travel, diet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rants of the week. Do we have anything? Um, um, no airport delays now. is mine. Airport delays and Ryanair. Yeah. Oh, crap. Right. We're um, not going to be ambassador for him. No. And then, yeah, they made a stand outside. Minus, it was minus four stand outside for 25 minutes. Yeah, but don't they do that to, to, so that so you the plane actually goes to, to try yeah, and get on the plane? Because they say, waiting. well, they're outside waiting now. The plane's got to go. Well, they had us waiting outside, and then we realized the plane was still full of people. So don't know how that works. Anyway, that was that. And um, no, that's about it. Do you realize they don't, they, don't, they don't clean planes anymore either when people get off? They've been right airplanes, trust me. It was no, you get on seats, seats crumbs right. everywhere. Do you know where they do clean the yeah. seats? First class. It's spotless. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one, Shanks. I do have oh, one. Man. And Food I usually go to I no no, I usually go to a soft play 
um, on a Tuesday, um, most weeks with my daughter. And uh, the last sort of like five or six weeks, like I'm the, I'm the only bloke in there, but like Unlucky. all the nannies, all the nannies come in and a few mums come in and, and they throw their children into it and they're like, off you go. And like my wee girl's like, daddy, daddy, come on, yeah. baby. So like, I, I'm, I'm just like floating around. But like, she's, she's only two and a half, John. So like, I have to help her up on the, like some of the equipment and apparatus. Within like 20 minutes, I was building uh, houses, building bases, building forts, building all these. And all the nannies were just sitting drinking their cappuccinos going, oh, you're so good with the kids here. You're amazing with all these kids. I had like 20 kids. Yeah, I'm looking at it after everybody else's like, kids get yourself for an hour and a half in soft play. I now feel like I'm getting sick. My nose is starting to run. I've picked up a bug. So anybody that goes oh. to Happy Days on a Tuesday morning. Mate, I went in, last time I was in one of those, which was years ago, went into the ball pit <laughs> and I'm like swimming into the hide the ball pit and I swam into a fucking used nappy. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm ne- and it was in Wales. Of course it was Wales. I was like, I'm never going back here again. No, they do serve their purpose, mind on a hangover. But you got to, you got to buddy up, Stevie. You so got to find nice. a friend. Yeah, no, she she has a few friends in there now, which is which is good. Um, but yeah, she's still just at that age where she just needs a, a helping hand and some of the equipment. But anyway, there we go. She's daddy's girl. Um, last man standing. I Here we can't go. remember where we are on this. Um. <laughs> who who is that even? Who's on four points? They don't look anything like anybody. It doesn't look like me. Looks like Kenny Powers. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is last man's that? Name the Glasgow Warriors. Oh, there we go. Match day twenty three, the two thousand and fifteen okay. Pro Twelve final. Okay. Oh God, I might. I go first. Go on, Stuart Hogg. No. Oh no, he was. Stuart Hogg. Twice. <laughs> I get two points. Shanks. Gray. Second row. Ooh. Rob Harley. Um, gonna have to rush you, Stevie. No, 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 no rushing, no rushing. 2015. Mm-hmm. Stevie, come on, like, this is this is gonna I'm gonna go for, I'm gonna go for, uh, come on, what do you call the out half that started at the weekend there? With fluffy hair, what's his I'll name? You. I don't know. What's your come on? Ah, what's his name? Right, Stevie, come on. Was it Worcester? Oh, I kind of like it as name. Come on, Stevie. He's out. He's out. Too okay. slow. No. I'm, yeah. No. I'm gonna go. Finn Russell. Ryan Wilson. Okay. Al Kellogg. Nah. Josh Strauss. Peter Horn. Oh, good. Horny. John Wells. Horny, horny, horny. Um, 
Ali Price? No. Ah. Uh, John Na- has to get this one right. Leonie Nakarawa. Uh, who else did I have? I didn't DTH, know. DTH Van der Merwe? Yes. Of course. Dun- Duncan Weir, Stevie. Who's, who's Duncan, Duncan Weir. Weir, man. Alex Adam Dunbar. Hastings. Uh, no, Alex Dunbar. Um, Shanks, we were never winning that Tommy one. Seymour. <laughs> Tommy Seymour. Tommy Seymour. Yeah. Chris Bazaar. Well, Miles, Bet- Miles better than Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I well, you're, yeah. You're still you're not on, on the leaderboard, Shanks. No, I'm ahead of you now, mate. I'm ahead of you. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. You're the worst at this game. <laughs> I'm just lucky. Um, final no, thoughts. I'm the, only, I'm the only one that doesn't use Google. Well, anyway. No, do I? Oh, that's better. Listen, don't be better. Cheats, cheats. Um, Friday night, Glasgow versus Northampton. John, that's Scotston. Northampton are playing well, but I'm going to say mm. Glasgow. I like this, right? Because you hear a lot about the Gallagher Premiership and how good it is, and then you come to Europe. And a lot of these URC teams defeat them. You think, yeah, Pull actually, the pants down. This league is pretty good. Uh, Connaught Bordeaux in Bordeaux, isn't it? No, it's in Connaught. Well, is it not? I don't know. I can't believe any of these notes I'm reading now. It's I'm in Connaught. Double check. It is in Connaught. I'm going Connaught. I'm going yep. Connaught as well because Bordeaux are not going to like. Friday night lights. Oh, they'll enjoy the evening. Um, Bath Ulster. This will be good. Bath. 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 Yeah. I reckon by, lose... by, a, by a load, I reckon. Mm. How many points, John? By 20 points, they'll win. Okay. Mm. Write that down. I thought, um, I thought you were going to say 40 there for a second. <laughs> Toulouse, Cardiff. <laughs> I'm going to go Toulouse, Cardiff. Massively struggling back row at the moment. Toulouse. Yeah, um, Toulouse. Easy. Yeah, Mackenzie looks all right. Um, back row from Cardiff come through the ranks, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna Blues. struggle. Bulls, Saracens, this will be good. All right, I'm saying oh, no. Bulls. It's, it's, it's over there as well, isn't it? Yeah, at altitude. Bulls. Altitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bulls for ooh, sure. Ooh. Now I go Saracens. Ooh, you used to play Bulls. <laughs> Munster, Bayon. Monster. 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 Okay. Oh, this is a good one. La Rochelle, Leinster. In La Rochelle. Leinster. Leinster. Le- uh, La Rochelle. La Rochelle. You're not playing uh, brilliant at the minute. I know, but they, they, yeah. It's Europe, mate. It's Europe, mate. I don't no. know. I don't know. I don't know. It's big lumps. Um, Leinster Stormers. That's Leicester a, Stormers, sorry. Can't be playing twice, are they? Um, Leinster against Leicester, Leicester in Leicester, yeah, yeah. Stormers, I'm going. Stormers, Leicester. Small pitch. Challenge Cup, Claremont versus Edinburgh, which is live on via play. Make sure you tune in. John, are you doing it? Are you there? I'm not. I'm not. I I can't go to that one. I am going to go for. It's in Claremont. Who aren't playing? I'm going to say Edinburgh. Yeah, I'm going to go Edinburgh. Oh, Stevie. I'm gonna go, right. I'm gonna go Claremont just because you've both gone for Edinburgh and we want a winner. Um Ospreys 
Benetton live on Viaplay. I'm covering that with Shane Williams. I'm going Ospreys to be a totally different team. Benetton. A stronger team. <laughs> Os- Ospreys. Excuse me. Um, Zebra Cheetahs. We fly through these now. It's been a long part. Zebra. 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 Shark. Sharks. Shark. Um, <laughs> sharks. Um, sharks. It's got to be sharks. Yeah. Castra. Scarlets. Yeah, Castro. Uh, dragons, Onyaks. I got dragons at home. Onyaks. Yeah, uh, Perpignan and Lions is the last one. Lions. Lions. Perpignan. I'm going. So that's it. There you have it. There are predictions for the weekend. Two games live on Viaplay, the Challenge Cup. That's Claremont versus Edinburgh and Ospreys versus Benetton. We will be back after the European break. Hope you enjoyed the first block of seven episodes of myself, John Barkley and Stephen Ferris. And we will speak to you very, very soon. Enjoy. Goodbye.